Blog Talk Radio. Another episode of Raise the Bar Radio here on blogtalkradio.com slash raise the bar. My name is Michael McClure and I'll be your host today coming at you from hot and muggy and sultry Plymouth, Michigan, a place where one Sunday it snows and the next Sunday it's 90 degrees. If you're a past or frequent listener of this show, you know that we like to start off by talking about a couple of different current events, something that's happened or a few things that have happened since we were last on the air. And this week, this show is no exception. I want to cover three things and then tell a, a brief little story, and then we'll get to today's guest, who is one of the smartest guys that I know in all of real estate. In fact, one of the smartest guys I've ever met in any industry. But the three things I want to talk about, um, the first is a topic within the Raise the Bar Facebook group involving whether listing agents should or should not accompany showings and we've had some really polarizing conversations in the history of that group which now has over 3200 members but this this particular thread which was started by the always controversial and notorious Rob Hahn um, actually had the highest number of comments in the first three hours of existence. We had 400 comments in the first three hours. We're now approaching 550 comments on that thread and if you know anything about real estate, I'm sure you probably already can understand the pros and cons, but just to summarize them, the, the argument in favor of a, a listing agent accompanying showings is that the listing agent can answer questions and represent the seller and put the seller's best foot forward and, and those kinds of uh, thoughts. And on the on the other side of that debate, you have the position of the listing agent interfering with the free flow and uh, the, the feeling, the vibe of the showing between the buyer and the buyer's agent, the fact that it can create logistical nightmares for the buyer's agent trying to coordinate a whole range of showings, etc. So if you have any interest in that topic, please drop into the Raise the Bar Facebook group and share your thoughts with us because, again, uh, I've never seen a thread blow up like this one did, and, and I think you'll enjoy it if you if you know anything about real estate. The second a topic I want to mention quickly is the role of storytelling in real estate marketing. This term storytelling is something I'm starting to see with increasing uh, frequency in these online conversations that are happening. And again, you've got two sort of polar opposing views here. One, which is that storytelling is just another name for regular old real estate marketing that's been with us forever. And then the other side of that coin is that storytelling is indeed something new. It focuses more on lifestyle and location and neighborhood and local points of interest than it does on marketing a home. Again, a very interesting conversation with polarizing views. Please stop by and let us know what you think about that one. And then the third thing I want to mention is this idea of the, the power or lack of power of being a realtor versus being a non-realtor. If you're not in the real estate industry, and perhaps even if you're in the real estate industry, you might be confused about what that means. If you're a realtor, that means you're a member of the National Association of Realtors. And again, you may or may not know that there are many real estate professionals who help buyers and sellers every single day, and they're not actually realtors. They're just people who have real estate licenses. Lots of heated debate on that one. All three of these topics currently being discussed in the Raise the Bar Facebook group, which you can find at facebook.com slash groups slash raise the bar. So again, please join in the conversation and let us know what you think about those topics or any other that you'll find there. And I, I can't seem to do one of these introductions without saying something like I'm about to say. So, so humor me and, and continue to listen, please. But I continue to be amazed week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out at, at the power and the ROI of social media. And this past Saturday, I was uh, sitting in my home office just about ready to go out to go somewhere, and a good friend of mine, Chris Nichols, tweeted from the Detroit airport, and he said something like, 
hey, Mike, I'm at the Detroit airport just passing through. turns out that Chris was flying from Washington, D.C., where he was at the National Association of Realtors mid-year conference. He was flying from there back to his home in Salt Lake City or near Salt Lake City, and he just happened to be passing through Detroit. So I responded quickly, and I said, hey, it's too bad you're not hanging around. I'd love to have dinner with you. Long story short, he and his traveling partner, uh, the local association executive na named Taylor uh, Oldroyd, uh, both of them voluntarily got bumped from their flight. I went, picked them up at the Detroit airport, which is about 15 minutes from my house, and I drove them to Ann Arbor, and we had a wonderful meal uh, at an Irish uh, pub with other friends, uh, Vani and Mark Jeffers, who I also met from Twitter. And we just had this fantastic experience. And it was pretty cool because as I was adding this point to the agenda to talk about on the show right now, I received another tweet from Chris indicating that Coach Tom Ferry, one of the most widely recognized coaches in real estate, had actually told that same story in some training session he did earlier today about the actual story of me and Chris getting together last Saturday night because I put it on Facebook and it had a lot of comments. So I just want to mention that again for people who listen who don't understand the power of social media or don't place value in it, I just continue to get amazing returns from it. All of the business things that, I, that I'm working on can be traced back to, to social media and Twitter specifically. And in fact, the gentleman I'm going to be introducing right now is someone I also met through Twitter. So uh, with that said, let's get on to today's show and today's guest. And if, again, if you're a frequent listener of the show, or if you're even a casual observer of RE.net or the real estate space online, I have little doubt that you're intimately familiar with our guest today. He was recently named one of the most hundred influential in real estate by Inman News. He's the chief technology officer of the Good Life team, and many of you will know that the Good Life team was named the most innovative brokerage in America by Inman News in 2010. I just saw this gentleman speak at the T3 Summit in Las Vegas, uh, Stefan Swanepoel's event, and he was fantastic. In fact, he was my roommate there, which is a story for another day, but he turned out to be the best roommate I've ever had. And uh, he's also one of the most uh, <clears throat> brilliant guys I've ever met. He really is, you know, I've spent quite a bit of time with this guy, and um, at the risk of, of however this may sound, I think I'm pretty smart, and this guy is so much smarter than me, it's not even funny. I have tremendous respect for him, and please join me in welcoming to the show Mr. Jack Miller of the Good Life Team. Jack, are you there? I'm here, Michael. How are you? I am. I am, couldn't be better, and I'm just delighted that you're here with us. I, you know, it's funny. I've, I've gotten to know Jack uh, quite a bit recently, and he's one of the busiest guys. I've actually seen his calendar. I've seen his to-do list, and this guy's got so much going on, it's just stupid. So thank you so much for finding time to meet with us here today. Oh, it's my it's my pleasure, Michael. And, um, you know, it, it's I, – I am – really amazed to see how much interest is in what we do at Good Life Team and the things that we're doing. And I just think we're just, you know, every day I get up and, and think about how to make this business better. So I'm glad that there's just interest in that conversation, you know, regardless of how busy I am or how great or whatever, that, uh, that that's what people want to talk about. So, perfect. And it, and it does seem to be that's the case. And in fact, let's before we get into those specifics, why don't you know? I'm sure there's some people listening on this call uh, or listening in on this webinar who don't know who you are. So would you mind taking just a, a couple of minutes to give them a quick thumbnail about you know where, yeah. where you're from, uh, your backstory before you got to Good Life Team, what you're working on at Good Life Team, etc. Yeah, you bet. Um, well, I've been in the industry since 2001, and um, I. I I didn't really have any aims to be in the real estate industry. I'm actually, I have a computer engineering background. Uh, I'm a native Austinite. I grew up here. Uh, I've, I've been in a, the startup and entrepreneurial world uh, for pretty much my entire career. And, you know, along that path, you know, after, after going through a couple of different startups in the late 90s and actually investing in one, starting one of my own, uh, I ended up working for Keller Williams Realty International as uh, managing their software development team, and um, and you know after coming off of a, a startup that was that I invested a lot of time and money in, 
uh, all I knew is that I needed to learn something about sales and that I wanted to work for um, you know a company that was very innovative and that uh, you know had a had a real sales focus because what I've learned is that I love salespeople and that I'm a, a technology person who I, I, I get sales I'm a fan of sales I sell myself and uh, I, I really like to serve the sales professional. So that was my only criteria, and I ended up uh, coming into the real estate industry through a great opportunity with uh, with Keller Williams, uh, and you know managed their software development for about four years out of International, and and that was during a, a period of major major growth for for that company. Uh, we grew from 10,000 to 60,000 people while I was there, and 120 stores to over 600 stores. And um, while I was there, I I continued to in my in my passion for the sales professional, uh, continue to develop and understand the real estate industry better. And I ended up, while I was there, becoming a, a franchise investor, and I invested in a franchise ownership group with Keller in um, Minnesota and uh, started flying up to work inside of those businesses a few times a year. And through that, I found out how much fun the field was and how much fun um, – and how great the real estate industry on the ground was, which is kind of funny having to be in Texas and fly to Minnesota to figure that out, uh, which I, you know, I got a lot of questions about that. They're like, well, do you have family in Minnesota? It's like, no, not, not really. I just, I, you know, I have, I have businesses up here. So, um, so that was, that was, that was, you know, and so I did everything through that, with that company. I went to all the training. I did all the franchise ownership stuff. I did everything and just, just um, soaked it up and loved it. Uh, and after doing that for um, after being in, in the software development arena in you know at international, I started doing a lot of work with the field organization through my experience of ownership. And so owners would call me, uh, regional people would call me and ask for help. And after that had gone on for about a year, I told the CEO who at the time was um, Mo Anderson that I thought there was a great opportunity to um, consult with the field on technology and work with the, the, the franchises directly. So I, she said, that's great, go pursue it. So I left and started my own consulting practice and ended up uh, over the next three years doing technology consulting with about 200 offices in the Keller Williams Franchise Network and um, built a consulting team of 10. I had 10 people working uh, for and with me uh, to uh, help those franchises implement technology and you know make the best use of the tools that that they had available to them. And so that's where um, kind of I, I learned my fit was is that uh, I, I help I help real estate agents and brokers understand and utilize technology effectively in their business so that they can focus on sales, they can focus on increasing revenue, they can focus on profitability. And that's really that's really what I do very fundamentally. And I, I learned that through the that consulting experience. And um, from that consulting experience, I also learned that the agent teams that were operating, you know, throughout the country tend to be some of the most innovative parts of the real estate business. And so I, I ended up working with about 20 of the top teams, and these are teams that are typically selling between, you know, 30 and 100 million dollars in volume a year. And they're at the time that's where all the cool stuff was happening, and that's how I met, well, really re-met Christina Wise and the Good Life team. Uh, who I ended up taking on as a special client and worked with them for about a year. And after about a year working with Christina, you know, she uh, she and I had a very, very powerful conversation about the real estate industry, where we thought the future of the industry was going, and where she confronted me and said, you know, Jack Miller, if you want to change the industry, then uh, you're not going to do it as a consultant. You're going to have to come out here and do it with us. And you're going to have to be in a brokerage, and you're going to have to like step up. And she was right. And so it was at that point that, even though I was still doing consulting work, that I actually really began working for the Good Life team. And that was in 2000, 2008 um, is when that really started. I started coming down here once a week and and doing work with her. So, you know, a- after that, you know, the rest of the story. You know, I joined the Good Life team formally in 2009. Um, we did. We've done a ton of innovation in the company a lot built a built a whole lot for this company uh we won the we won the um inman innovator award in 2010 um the apple was out here you know the year after because we adopted the ipad as an operating platform and 
there's just been kind of a, a wild ride since then. Um, so that's that's my that's my the short the short version of my history. I'm probably went on too long for everybody else but me, but that that's the short shortest one I've got. So no, not a, not at all, Jack. And thank you for taking the time to share that because. You know, it's interesting, you and I have had this conversation before, and it's my memory is just getting bad with age, but I'd forgotten, you know, the, the depth and breadth of your experience. And, you know, to go to, to be at Keller when they had, and not to suggest that their growth doesn't continue to be uh, amazing, because I, I think it is, but for you to be there during that era when they went from ten to 60,000 agents, as you said, from 120 to 600 stores, as you said it, um, that had to be really amazing experience for you to be, you know, in the middle of that machine as it expanded in that fashion. And, you know, I, I have tremendous respect for the success that Keller has had. I think you do as well. And, um, you know, I, I think you're lucky to have been there mm-hmm. to to have that experience and then to parlay that into the consulting side too so that you could see, you know, all the different facets of the real estate business that you've seen. It's a pretty special ride. I don't think I don't know really anybody that's had an experience quite like that. Maybe the only other one who's even remotely close would be Kelly White. Yeah, Kelly. Kelly and I are real partners in crime in that we've had a very similar background. She's gone through a lot of the same experiences with the, you know with similar organizations, and she had her own time as a consultant. So, you know, and she and I worked hand in hand at when we were at Keller um, building the Keller Williams University and a lot of the underlying technology support for their education program. So, um, so yeah, she's the closest, closest person in the industry that I know that uh, has that sort of background. And for the few of you who are listening who don't know who Kelly is, she is the chief operating officer at Good Life Team, working right there directly every day with Jack. So let's, let's go back to something you said a minute ago. Um, because this is this is a story that I love hearing because it's I'm so I, I'll be honest with you I'm so jealous I'm just this is like when I think why couldn't this have happened to me it's the Apple story so how exactly did you guys ever connect with Apple and again for those of you who don't know Good Life Team has been featured in a video that Apple made um, which I believe you can find right on on Apple.com correct Yeah if you, you go to that- the yeah if you go to the Apple Business Case Studies for iPad. Uh, we're I think there are twelve or fourteen case studies, and we're the case study for the real estate industry. And I believe Gary told me that there's a second video that's been shot. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's been published yet or not. But why don't you tell that story? Yeah, sure. So, well, I mean the the way it, the way it started is, you know, I brought Apple into Good Life Team when I came uh, shortly after coming here, just because I just didn't want to deal with PCs anymore and. I've always I've always admired the company and their technology. You know they have a quality first um, orientation, which is what Good Life Team is about. And so, uh, you know, I, I had Christina, who you know, her and everyone else in the organization at the time were were PC users. Uh, we we got her a MacBook Pro, and you know I worked with her in teaching that. We moved her over to to Google Google Apps and Gmail, and I just knew that if she um, got the aesthetic of the Apple world that it would make my life easier, frankly, <laughs> because I'd have one one platform to support. So after that, um, Christina was pretty uh, enamored of the, the Apple approach to technology and um, to design. And w- so when the iPad came out, uh, you know, she was very excited about it and said, "We, sh- you know, let's all go get iPads. We were all practicing real estate at the time. I'm, I'm a, still a licensed agent. And so she saw the iPad come out and said, I think this could be a great tool for a real estate agent. I don't yet know how, but why don't we get iPads and let's figure it out. Let's figure out how to apply this technology. It's really cool technology in the business. So she, she really led the charge. And then Gary, um, who is, um, you know, he's our chief financial officer and, and Christine's husband, also a pretty tech-savvy guy, uh, very tech-savvy. And, um, you know, he really got in there and figured out the the suite of apps that we needed to operate our business. So we we started we started just the executive team, four of us started operating our real estate practice using the iPad, and then um, you know through a number of a number of trial and error figured out the you know these are the apps we need. Here's how we work together. Here's a system that makes sense. And then we started teaching it to our agents. So uh, it was at about that time that Apple Apple had not really planned on the iPad being a, a, a business tool. That when, they, um, when they brought the iPad out, they, they really thought of it as a consumer 
device, not as a business device. And so they they started getting reports that you know the iPad was being used in businesses, which they they hadn't expected or designed for. And so they started studying businesses that were doing that. And and Apple's very this is a very strategic, highly strategic company. And so when they study something, they they don't mess around. They want to know who's doing what. They want to know who's you know really leading in a given industry. And so as part of their due diligence to find out, well, who's really using iPad in our industry, in the real estate industry, they called Inman. And Inman, of course, knew about us because we had won the award and they had become familiar with our organization. And, and actually, I have, to, I have to give a thanks and a continued gratitude to Chris Smith, who was at Inman News at the time, for um, – for, for, for tipping Apple on us. And he said, you know, good life team. I know they've, they've moved over to using iPads with all their agents. And so he, uh, he pointed us out and, and Apple ended up calling our offices and we, you know, started a kind of a process with them and Gary and Christina ended up flying to California and they went through a series of, they interviewed with them. And, and I think that, um, you know, Apple was talking to some other people as well. I think where they ended up with us is that, you know, our brand and what we stand for, kind of a quality-first approach to our industry, matches what Apple does really well in terms of, um, you know, a, a similar philosophy. And so um, just on that basis, they, they had Gary and Christine out in Cupertino. They did a bunch of audio recordings of them talking about how we were using the iPad and why it was such a great fit for our industry. And then they flew a, a you know a film crew here to Austin, and they spent three days with us um, filming here in our offices. And you know and that that's just ended it just started a really great relationship that we've had with Apple. And um, you know we're obviously huge fans of the company and of their products. Uh, and you know it, it 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 has empowered us to to go further in evangelizing you know products that are easy to use, well-designed, that a real estate agent can pick up and, and learn and become effective with uh, very quickly. And that, that's, the, that, that's what we love about that platform. And so that, that, that's, how that, that's how that came to be. Well, it's interesting. You know, I, I thought I'd heard that story before, but I never had any idea that Chris Smith had any involvement in that. So um, I just tweeted out, uh, you know, that you gave Chris a big shout-out for that. That's fantastic. Um, and, and, again, I'm just jealous because – as you as you know, I'm I consider myself an e- an even bigger Apple fanboy than you are, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I love that company and I think it's great exposure for Good Life Team, and and even more importantly, it speaks volumes that they've decided to use you guys as a business case study like they have, and and that leads really into the bulk of what we're here to talk about today, quite frankly, mm-hmm. which is you know what you guys have done with. Um, you know, with the iPad, with paperless agent, with iPad for real estate, and all that. So again, let's let's start from no no future pun intended. Square mm-hmm. one. Let's start from square one. And why don't you talk about? You've already mentioned that you guys have been using uh, the iPad in your business, but why don't you tell that story and ramp it up to the creation of Coffee with Christina, paperless agent, and iPad for real estate. Yeah, well, um, well, I'll go. I'll, I'll spin back a little bit, a little bit prior to any of the paperless stuff, because that that's ended up having a real life of its own. But, but I think it's important to set up to set it up properly. Um, you know what happened with after we won the Inman Award, and then again when we had national publicity with Apple, uh, with the Apple Video, it, after winning the the Inman Award, I don't know if the audience remembers, but you know, two thousand. You know, 2008, 2009, 2010. I mean, these were not great years to start and do new stuff in real estate. Oh, they were <laughs> they horrific. Were, they were they were tough years. And even in Austin, we we weren't hit as badly as a lot of the other markets. But it was a major slowdown in our market. We had homes on market for you know nine, ten months, and and not hard, just not enough sales. And so it was really those were tough, tough times. And I think that when we won the Innovator Award in 2010. The industry just really looked like it was on the brink of, uh, you know, falling off of a cliff. And there was talks of, you know, large national firms going bankrupt and just major problems, right? And so when we won, I think the reason that we won is because there were, at that time, it just looked so dire that there were so few people. Because I, cause I think, I mean, we're innovative. I'm not going to say we're not. But there were just so few people at that time that were really investing and in trying to build a new kind of real estate company. There's very few and the national firms really 
weren't. They were just kind of everybody was in this narrative of like we're going to wait till the market comes back. We're going to wait till the market comes back, and that was what everybody was saying. Meanwhile, we're like we're going to come up with a whole new way to do this business because the old way drives us crazy. So um, when we won the award, we started getting phone calls and emails, and at first it was one or two, and then it was, you know, pretty soon it was every day we were getting one to three emails or phone calls from all over the country uh, and, and about, they wanted to know about the award, they wanted to know about our website, they wanted to know what we're doing with social media, they wanted to, they'd heard all this stuff that we're doing. And so they all kind of, all the calls were similar emails. It, it was something like, you know, hey, I've seen you, I love what you guys are doing, or I heard, you know, Christina speak, or I heard so-and-so talk about your company, or you were using an example and such and such. And I'm going to be either at a conference or in Austin or at some proximate location to Christina Wise, and is there is there any way that I could get, you know, 20 minutes of her time to have coffee and pick her brain about what, um, you know, what you guys are doing? Because I just, you know, I don't know, I, I want to do something different with my real estate company too or my practice or whatever. And they, so that that became such a persistent request to sit down, have coffee with Christina, pick her brain. Those, I mean, what's funny was those particular phrases were used over and over and over again in all these emails and phone calls. So I kind of – what was? It was like we were like, oh, no, not another pick-your-brain person, another coffee person, another thing like that. So we started calling them coffee people, and it turned into this kind of running joke about, well, this is another coffee person wants to have a date with Christina and pick her brain. You know, So it kind of became a thing. And Christina's going like, I should be charging you know, 400 bucks an hour or something like this. All these people want to pick my brain, and I don't know what I'm doing. So, And, and she'd tell you that. We were just inventing. We're innovators. So – um, so, so we ended up saying, well, there's no way we can't, and she did a bunch of these coffee dates and it just, they, you know, and, and um, you know, there's many people in this industry that are great, but there's a lot of people that are just taking. And what we kind of arrived at was that a lot of these people, they, they didn't have anything to offer in return or they didn't value it. Some of them did. There were some really gracious people, but, but that we needed to create a way for us to get our message out there that wasn't having Christina in these one-on-one coffee dates, because frankly, she can't drink that much coffee. It's just, she really only needs a cup of <laughs> She's <food>. small. <laughs> she's small. She's tiny. People have seen her on stage. They're like, wow, you're really, you're small. Because she, she is. She's tiny. So, yeah. um, so, so we ended up creating Coffee with Christina, which um, was a name that we, it was kind of a, a, a little bit of a joke, and then we thought about it a lot, and then we finally settled on it, which was a way for people to have Coffee with Christina, which it was a monthly web broadcast, and we would talk about whatever topic we seemed to be getting a lot of questions about. We covered a ton of different stuff, and we had been doing that for about a year, a little over a year, when the Apple stuff broke. Um, because, you know, we've been doing that for a while. And then the nature of the requests that we started getting in changed because it was before about web or social or video or, you know, brand. There was a lot of those kind of questions. And then when the Apple thing broke, we started getting very consistently questions about, I want to go, I want to take my office paperless or I'm an agent and I want to run, I want to use the iPad to do my business. You know, and, and they, so those are the questions that we started getting regularly. And, you know, and then what, you know, the biggest question, what apps, what apps do you guys use and, and why do you use them? Which, by the way, if you go to thepaperlessagent.com, that's with the, the, the paperlessagent.com, and you opt in there, there's about an hour and 20 minutes, and it's Christina's presentation that she created based from that question that explains, you know, all the reasons why mobile is so important now and why the specific apps we use and why we use them. And she goes through and says, here's the ones we use with buyers and here's the ones we use with sellers. So that was our really our number one question, people, because they just didn't even know where to start. There's so many different apps, right? There's so many different ways to right. do this. And, 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 and so those were the questions we started getting. And I remember distinctly, you know, we were going through these questions. I remember we were speaking at an event in November um, of 20. 11. And an agent came up to me, and we at the event, we one of the talks she gave was about the iPad, how we're using the iPad in our office. And an agent came up to me during the event and handed me a note, and this was in it was in California, it was in um, uh, in San Diego, California, and handed me a note and said, and the note said, if there was a company in town that would teach me how to run my business on an iPad, I would quit where I'm working now and go move to that company. And 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 I so I got handed that note um, during the thing, and then you know the next morning Christina and I went for a run together, and I said, hey Christina, I think this iPad thing and this paperless stuff is kind of a big deal, and you know maybe we should do something more with that. Maybe we should try to teach people 
what we're doing. And she's like, yeah, that's a, let's do it. And so at that moment, the what we call now the paperless agent uh, program was born, where uh, the mission of that program is to do something that, um, which is to teach uh, the industry how Good Life Team went paperless and to teach it in a way where that, that any agent could go online and learn how to go paperless themselves. And that we would do it in a step-by-step, easy-to-consume format. And, and doing something really that I, I think hasn't been done successfully in this industry, and this is, you know, this is where we think their actual innovation is, is that we're doing essentially hands-on training where we teach people how to use their iPad hands-on, but we're doing it over the web in a uh, pre-recorded online delivery. Uh, and, and that's if, if we're familiar with hands-on training in our industry, it's, it's normally a total disaster. Because <laughs> you get you know a bunch of a bunch of realtors in a room and they all can't connect to the Wi-Fi and you know that kind of thing. And so what right, we decided right, to do right, is right. Let's, let's yeah, you, you've been there, I've been there. I mean, I've taught those workshops, I've sat in those workshops, I've I've been bored to tears in them. And and what we decided to do is to make it fun, move it online, and create it create high really high quality education experience that is essentially just like sitting down next to Gary Wise, who's our expert at this, and. That's how he taught our agents. He sat down next to them and said, let me show you how I organize my day. Let me show you how I prepare for a meeting. Let me show you when I'm at the appointment. Here's what I do. Here's, you know, let me show you what I do after the appointment. Let me show you how I you know, write the contract or do the negotiations or modify stuff. So, so it's just like a side-by-side ride-along with Gary that's broken into logical steps that every agent already knows because every agent does this process every day. And it just shows them, here's how you use all these different things together. To um, to produce a, a real estate experience and a transaction and to really fully be mobile and paperless. So that that's the you know that's, that was the that's the genesis of the program was just that simple like hey we're getting a lot of questions about this and um, and and what we decided to do with that um, and that we're still doing today as a matter of fact. Well, you know, the, one of my favorite expressions, because it's so true, is that necessity is the mother of invention. And, you know, the, I, I love hearing that, you know, how the name Coffee with Christina came about. And I can totally understand that chain of events that you described because it's so logical. Because I remember very specifically when you guys won the Innovator Award. And, you know, I was already familiar with you from from just running into, you know, Christina and then you and then Gary online um and as that happened and also from my friendship with Chris Smith who you know just told your story even more forcefully so i knew what you guys were doing and i knew that there was like this uh you know there was a buzz that was building around what you were doing so you know my hat's really off to you guys for seeing that opportunity and 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 moving forward with what with what was the logical thing to do in the circumstances and and having the courage to do that so that's that's fantastic so that said we now find ourselves today, or you find yourself um, now with uh, the paperless agent as a brand that's been established, and mm-hmm. you have this product, which uh, your pro- your initial product, which I believe is called iPad for Real Estate, and it does exactly what you just described, right, in terms of mm-hmm. step-by-step helping people hands-on with Gary, walking them through um, uh, how to use their iPad in their in the real estate business every day is that is that an accurate summation yeah that's that's totally accurate it 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 takes the process that agents already know, which is you know organizing your client information, preparing for appointments. Uh, what you do at an appointment, what you do after an appointment, and then what you do, you know, all related to contract and negotiating the contract and amendments and addendums and closing and all that. That process that agents do every day. And all we do is we just show them, here's how to do it with this, with iPad as the as the foundational tool using the different apps that we um, that we have developed expertise in and think are really, I mean, there's many ways to do a paperless transaction and there's many ways to do this. We just happen to pick the ones that, that we think are accessible to, to many, many people and that we that we really like and, you know, have learned to use the best. So, Well, it's interesting because I have been through the program. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to have, I think, one of the earlier looks at what you guys were doing because of my relationship with you guys. And, uh, you know, I was very impressed from the start. And the big thing that I like to tell people, because this is, you know, uh, I've had conversations with a lot of people about this product, is that the time savings, you know, how much time would it take a person to wade through the myriad of uh, apps that are out there? 
you know, just pick a category and there are five or ten or twenty or a hundred apps that do that thing, whatever that thing is, and to figure out what the optimal app is in a given, you know, category, and then what's the optimal sequence of apps and all that, to me, that's uh, that's one of the most powerful aspects of this whole concept is that it saves people from having to do all of that research, which now... I think it's roughly, didn't you say, or maybe it was Gary who told me, but or Christina, that it's been two and a half years that you've really been working on this. Yeah, it's it's now it's now close to three years that we've been you know refining and looking at different applications and figuring out how they all work together. So it's it's taken a lot of time, and you know, and and you know, the other part of this is is we don't pretend that this is the ultimate solution for everybody. But what it is, what it is, is it's a known working set of apps and a process. And, and what's great is when we have people go through and they do this training, and then they come back and you know maybe four or five months later, and they say, hey, I found an app I like better for you know when I'm doing a listing presentation, or I found I found an app that I like better for you know I my my you know MLS provides a really cool CMA app, and, and I like it better than than what you guys showed me. You know, with things like that, that that's awesome because what it means is that we have we haven't just taught them a system that they do over and over again we've taught them a different way of thinking about their how they use their technology we've actually helped them become a better learner by giving them a foundational system and then people will go off and find better things to plug into it and that's great i mean that's exactly what we want to have happen because you know the key to being a digital agent isn't to just do exactly the same thing you did yesterday it's to continue to learn what's going to work better for you and your customers and that that's really the 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 key to the kingdom so absolutely agree with that and in fact that's another thing that that I know from talking with your team that you know this product is constantly being revamped and improved and modified and edited to take into consideration exactly what you just said which is that this is a dynamic process and in fact why don't we why don't we step away for just a couple of minutes from the the, uh-huh. the more specific conversation we're having and let's talk more big picture about what you think you know you and I have never had this conversation before but what do you think um, the successful agent of tomorrow. What are the attributes or skill sets or, or whatever? What would you? What would you? If, you if, if I put a gun to your head and said, Jack, I'm going to force you to speak at the next National Association of Realtors conference on the topic of where real estate is going to be in five years. In fact, we're having this exact conversation in the Raise the Bar Facebook group today. So, where do you think the industry is going to be in five years, and what would the savvy agent do to get there and prepare for it? Well, I, you know, it's such a great question, and something that I've I've been thinking about recently is to, you know, what is it that Good Life Team or that that our little group seems to do over and over again um, that's working for us, and it's we think helping produce our company uh, for you know for the future of real estate because we're we're not building for the real estate of yesterday, we're we're building for what's coming, what's here now, what's coming, and, and I think regardless of the tools, the technologies, the whatever, the the real estate agent of the future is they are going to be deeply into the customer's experience, deeply. And, And what that means is that they're going to think about the consumer's experience in real estate as much as possible with a beginner's mind, with what is it what is it like for the customer you know when they f- first engage in the real estate process what is it like for them you know when they start their uh, a home search in earnest right and, and it's caused i mean this is what causes us to make change in our business is we'll we'll go look at something that we may be built and I'm doing this with some some of our web tools right now and I'm I'm also with our our MLS system and talking to leadership there is like things that were acceptable as a consumer experience 24 months ago are just bad now <laughs> they're just like you know the auto drip property notifications and you click on them and it goes to a site that's not mobile aware i mean that's just bad and so i think the key for for agents in the future is that they're always going to be thinking of what is my customer's experience and is it the best thing is it the best experience that i can offer them is it is it something that they'll be compelled by that it's easy to use that it makes the process more um transparent 
more clear and where my value can be made relevant to them. And I, I think they're going to be I think agents in the future, brands in the future are going to are going to be deeply concerned with that because that is how you win the hearts and minds of the public is when you are, you know, deeply considerate of their entire experience. And and, and frankly it's what it's what Amazon is teaching them to care about. Uh it you know it's what Google Google teaches them to care about, oh, I want exactly what I want when I want it right now, and if I tell you in more specificity, I get it. It's what Apple gives them. Apple says, we're really deeply thinking about how you're using these devices, and we're going to provide you with options that are even better. And so it, I, just, I just think it's, it's that. I think Now, how that shows up, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how that shows up. It's going to show up different for each agent, and different agents will have different value propositions in there. But I, I think that's it, and I, I think that's part of it. And I think the the other part of it, and this is really comes, I, I, I would say from Jason Edwards, who's our president and teaches our salespeople. He's our, he train, he's a master salesperson, master trainer. Is he teaches them the fundamentals of this business, and I think those two things: a deep concern for the experience of the customer the entire experience and a um a real investment and practice in the fundamentals of prospecting of uh staying in touch with your past clients and of business lead generation i think those two things together are what the future real estate agent and company looks like because you can't do it without the fundamentals of sales practice you got to have that you've got to have You've got to be able to get up every day and work and have the narratives and the skills and be able to speak to people, and that's all very fundamental to being in a sales business. And at the same time, taking more ownership of the client's total experience through the web, through mobile, through social, uh, through your email newsletter, through your property search system, all of that. And um, those are the things that we're working on, that I'm working on at Good Life Team, is to, to make all of those pieces the best that they can be uh, for our for our clients, uh, and I don't think they're the best right now. I think we have we we have tons of work to do. I think the industry has tons of work to do to get there, uh, and I'm not ashamed to say that. I just think that it's it's work, and it's it's something that's getting better every day. So, well, I think it's refreshing to, for your candor there because you know one of my frustrations, which I express almost daily online, is you know there's this resistance to change, and and and, and I have a question in response to what you just said, which is. Implicit in everything you just said is this thought that maybe the customer experience isn't what it should be today. I mean, that's implicit mm-hmm. in what you said. And so yeah. my question to you is, if if you were confronted right now with, with what I think of as, sadly, very often a typical agent who says, you know, Jack, I think we're doing things pretty damn good right now, my friend. I'm selling more real estate than, you know, than I ever have. And, you know, why are we so excited about all this technology? I think technology is a distraction, and we're never going to get past the fundamentals. So, you know, I encounter this frequently, and I'll, and I'll be very honest with you and tell you that I don't deal with it very well because my reaction <laughs> is, are you serious? Do you really believe that technology is not going to significantly affect this industry because it already has, and we're just getting started. But what's your answer to that? So when somebody says to you, looks you dead in the eye and says, Jack, you know, I think I'm providing a pretty damn good customer experience right now, and let's just picture that as a t- whatever you think of as a typical agent today. What's your response? Well, I I think my my response would be, you know, first of all, the, the question is framed up in, a, in an interesting way. Most agents by themselves, and this is a this is a, a business that's in massive transition. And, and I, I just think if you if you haven't been watching it for a long time, you're not going to be aware of it. It's in a massive transition from what has been essentially a recruiting business, where individuals, for the most part, produced on their own. And you know, and there are there are teams, but the teams are almost the exception that proves the rule. Where this is a massive recruiting industry with very high turnover, seventy to eighty-five percent turnover over a two-year period. Um, you know, so tons of people in and out, right? And there's good times and bad times, lean times and really great times, boom and bust cycles, right? And yep. in that, with that kind of an environment, I think it's hard to tell. It's hard to see the changes that happen because there's so much noise. Because you have people in and out, you have market cycles hiding stuff, 
But yep, what yep. I would say to an agent, what I would say to an agent is that says that says you know the fundamentals are all I need, and, and I've had this conversation. Fundamentals are all I need. I go okay. So let me let's pretend that you're in a competition, and you've got your person who says I'm just going to do the fundamentals and focus on that, and I'm going to let the technology world do what it does. And let's say a person says, you know what, I'm going to do the fundamentals, and I'm going to invest over my career in applying technology intelligently in my business. And I just say, at the end of a 40-year career in any industry, real estate or wherever, who do you think is going to be ahead big time at the end? And I, Well, I can tell you my, right now, Jack, I can I can tell you right now, I can hear a number of people saying, Jack Miller, if only you understood real estate. This is the expression that drives me insane. Don't you yeah. know, son, it's a belly-to-belly -belly business. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell you can tell that to the 50% of the business that we do that comes offline or that comes from online. I mean, that, that, that's, the, that's the thing that I think people miss. There's been a massive ch change in how people find products and services, which is the Internet. And it's such a fundamental change that I, you can't ignore it because it's affected everyone else. It's just a matter of time, and it actually is – you can already make us a very strong case. I mean, a good life team would not exist the way it exists today without the Internet and the web. And there's many, many other great businesses that are, that are running in the real estate space today that wouldn't exist with that. And the change is this. It's very fundamental. In the past – and this comes from Christina, by the way. This is the whole narrative that we've had for here at Good Life Team. In the past, when agents were the repository, we had the information. We had everything. People, you, you, it was a simple business because people found out about and can interact with real estate professionals a limited number of ways. They couldn't just go online and get all the information they wanted. So as a real estate professional, it was a simple business. You put postcards in the mail to go to their box. You ran ads in the paper. You showed up at open houses, and if people had a real estate need, you know, they had a postcard that was sitting on their refrigerator or a magnet or something you'd given them, or they'd walk into an open house, or they'd read the paper. There were only a few watering holes. There was only a few ways that people came to real estate, and they didn't have all the information. So they really needed to talk to a realtor to get anything done. They, they couldn't even really get much without talking to a realtor. Well, the Internet has fundamentally shifted that, and, and what's happened is is now – People don't they, – A, they don't want to talk to a realtor first. They want to spend time doing their own discovery. They want to go through that process their own way, and the Internet has enabled them to do that. And so what is happening in the old-timers, it's, it's happening to your customer, to your younger customers for sure, is that people that might have called you in the past because you sent them a postcard or had a magnet sitting on their, you know, on their refrigerator or you know, they might come into an open house, they are being – captured much earlier in the process and incubated much earlier in the process by firms that are like ours, that are very savvy to the online consumer, to the digital consumer, which at this point in, in time is really almost everybody that, that uh, you want to do business with is online. And so it, that, that's, that's the shift. And so it's so fundamental. And it's not that the old methods don't work. It's not they, of course they work. If they didn't work, they wouldn't be there at all. Of course they work. But it's a question of where are the incremental gains in the business happening, and I would I would say they're not happening in focusing on the old methods. You can still produce gains there, and we've done hey we've done direct mail, we've done door knocking campaigns, we've done all these. They still work. There's nothing wrong with them. I say great, do them. The point I'm making is the incremental gains in digital, the incremental gains in online, and in doing the business differently present a different kind of opportunity than just doing more of what the industry has been doing really since World War II. So it, it, it's, a, it's a big shift, and, I, and I, it's not going to be obvious. And it's especially not going to be obvious if you haven't done anything with it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I and, and you know, I mean, and you know, yeah, you know I agree with everything you're saying there. I, it's just, to me, there's, it's the messaging and the telling and the, and the narrative, as, as you like to use that expression, the narrative of, you know, how, how you communicate this to a population of people who oftentimes, again, speaking honestly, really don't want to hear that message. So, um, and, and I want to make another point before I forget it, because I've seen many brands and companies and concepts in real estate, and they, they tend to come in one of two, or I mean, there's many more than two flavors. I don't mean to suggest there's just two, but they fundamentally kind of fall into two big buckets in my mind. There's the future-looking concepts, 
and there's the traditional concepts. And one thing I really love about what you guys do at Good Life Team is you do both. Because the last time I was down there visiting with you guys, I got to meet Jason Edwards, who you mentioned is the president of your brokerage. He's a master trainer. I got to see him do some training. And this is what I would call, um, you know, this is the, this is basic 101, completely traditional sales training is how I would describe it. And and you're doing all this tech stuff. And yeah. I think it's just a, a real testament to your to the balance of your organization that you're doing well and that that's where we come, I mean that's really where we come from. I mean Christina as a practitioner, you know, selling thousands of homes in the Austin area, she was a fierce expired prospector. <laughs> just Oh really? Fierce. And yeah, fierce. She was terrific. She went through the Sweat Hogs program, you know, back in the day, I think three or four times. She's been to every one of those coaching things. So she really comes from that background. You know, me having come through the Keller Williams system and all the training that they do, you know, I have the, the, that in the background. So it's, it's just you've got to have the fundamentals in sales. And what I've seen, the companies that we compete with on the web, you know, many of whom are, are, are you know, buyer really buyer-oriented brokerages, you know, th- what's interesting is they go up and they go down. They kind of chase up and down the market. And to keep your business level, you need to have both, I think. I think you need to have strong marketing. You need to have strong sales and prospecting, and you know that sales skills and, and, and prospecting habits. You gotta have. That's my assertion: is you gotta have both of those to have a business that grows healthy, profitable, stable, uh, and works well. I think there's a there's a right balance. And, and for a lot, and I also want to say there's one other thing about like when I do I do have agents that talk to me like oh I don't want to do all this digital stuff. There's people at a point in their career where I I don't recommend it to them because simply I know that. You know they they're they are going to retire soon, and it, it, it there's a lot of learning. There's energy required to change your business, like we've changed ours, and it, it's not for everybody. And I don't think it necessarily should be. So I kind of there's a part of it where I respect that decision and say, as long as you're recognizing it's a decision that means that you know you you may not have the practice you want if you're in the game another ten years, but um, but I respect that decision. It, it, it's it, it, I think that's fine. So. No, I agree, and I, I respect you for having that perspective because so many people who are zealous, like me, for example, you know, I would be less likely to say that than you. So I respect yeah. the fact that you do say that because it's absolutely true. Like I look at my mother. My mother is a longtime massive producing agent who has sold, I actually don't even know the number, you know, probably close to $350 million in her career, which in my market is a lot of real estate. And... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's not tech savvy. She still uses ridiculously old school methods. And yet she can, you know, she continues to, I mean, she's turned in commission checks in the past couple of weeks, probably to the tune of $70,000. Um, yeah. Just using old school methods because they still work for her. And in her age, it really would make no sense to learn all yeah. the new stuff. So I think that's cool that you think like that. I've got one little, little spin on that that might help sure. some people. Just one other spin on that. So real estate, the, the nature of the transaction, the real estate transaction is, is about trust. I mean, all transactions involve trust, but this is a very, this requires a high trust. You have a high trust with, between the, the customer and their agent. You've got to have that. And if you've already established all that trust, great. If you've already had a, had a career worth of trust built with your people, great. You may not need to do this. In the age we're in now, one of the ways that you build trust is you build trust online. You build it with your digital, your marketing, your presence, all the things you're doing there. We create great trust with customers that come into our office, and they just want to work with us right away because they trust us. They see that we're very good at everything that we touch online and that they like the content we produce, and they like the design, and they like everything, and it creates that trust. And we're in the business. It, to do real estate sales, you have to you have to build and create trust. And so that's, what's, that's what I assert is different, is that we, we're doing it now because we intend to continue building that trust with this, the, the new customers. And, and that's, so that, that's just a little twist on it that you know, might, might help some people think about that. No, that, you know, it's interesting because hearing you say it, it's so obvious and yet I've never really heard anybody frame it like that. And it really makes perfect sense that for an established agent with an established clientele, with long-established trust, yeah, what exactly are you trying to do with technology if not, you know, find new clients, 
But if you don't need yeah. new clients, yeah, why bother? So, uh, yeah. Jack, we are we are <laughs> we've got five minutes left. I don't know if, you, if you've been watching your clock or not, but uh, this yeah. has just gone so quickly, and we haven't gotten to a couple things that I want to make sure we cover. So we talked sure. about. We talked about uh, coffee, the establishment of Coffee with Christina. We talked about the establishment of the paperless agent brand. We talked about the creation of the iPad for Real Estate product, which, which I think around 2,800 people have purchased since the start of the year. I believe I heard that yesterday. I think it was from yep. you. And, yep. um, and the one thing we haven't talked about that I think is pretty cool and exciting that you guys are just now embarking upon, in fact, I think you just started it last week, um, is uh, something called Square One. Why don't you tell the listeners what Square One yeah, is? Uh, yeah, absolutely. This is a really cool program. So with Paperless Agent, um, you know, we had a lot of agents and, and you know, small teams and brokers call us. They wanted help going paperless. Well, what's what's happened since then is we've had um, several associate real estate associations approach us, and they've wanted to go through a similar process with their agents and their association. And what we've done for in our first association we just launched with is Southern Illinois Regional MLS, uh, Tim Dane's the executive over there, and he came to us and said, can you build a, a paperless program that will help our association help our agents go paperless? And so we designed a new program called Square One, and the, the purpose of Square One is it's, the fir- it's like where you start. Well, you start at Square One. It is the first part of the process of going paperless. So we teach people in the Square One program about how to move from where they're doing everything on paper to where they have everything digital in their computer, and we teach them a system how to organize it, how to keep track of it, uh, just all the things that you need to, to be comfortable with. And along the way, we also teach them, if it's Square One for a particular MLS or association, how to use some of the association or MLS-provided tools that will help them in that process. Because a lot of associations and MLSs have invested in tools to help their agents be paperless, or their, you know, the things like the MLS have features like that will allow people to use use the MLS while they're mobile or PDF things out of it and get them into iBooks, things like that. So so it's really a um, an entry point into the paperless movement that is being offered by associations and MLSs that, that want to provide that kind of thing as a as a benefit to their members uh and as a way to to get engaged with the paperless program. And I'm sorry if if you already said this and I didn't catch it. What's the cost of that? You know, it, we're basing it on um, you know the the different member programs that an association offers. So some of them are funding more or less of it. It just depends on the size of the association. So we're working with associations on that. But the Square One program retail, I, I think we're going to be selling that for 147. Uh, we don't have it launched as a retail program yet, but we're um, so we're still debating the pricing. Uh, but I'll know a lot more probably in the next two to three weeks. But if for association people, MLSs, that's a conversation about what they want to do for their members and how we can set it up because there's ways that we can set it up to work for just about any size. So. Yeah, and in fact, I, I've been you, you've been kind enough to let me have a look at that first shot that you you put together with with uh, uh, Sir MLS. And one thing that really impressed me, and you just said this, is how you've tailored it to their situation to include training that is specific to their association. You know, one yeah. thing that I think is frustrating for a lot of people, especially with technologies, again, with all these different apps and choices that we have in so many different places within this conversation, that one size does not fit all. So if you're not customizing for a population, especially like, like this, where an association has a relationship with a vendor, let's say, um, if you're not uh, taking that into consideration in the design of a training program, you're really not doing a great job, and I think it's awesome that you guys are doing that. So uh, hat tip to you. Um, we've got one minute and 45 seconds left, Jack. I always let, like to let people finish the, sh- the show saying whatever they want to say. So you've got one minute and 40 seconds, go. <laughs> great. Well, um, I just think that right now is a very – exciting time to be in the real estate industry. And the reason I say that is that we've been through a crisis. Um, we've, we've seen you know, the industry invest in different ways through the, or not invest through the crisis. And I think a lot's going to change in the next two years uh, because investments have been made. Uh, big players are making big moves. And many of the technology that was really, you know, Still, we were still trying to understand the internet, trying to understand how to work with these technologies. Many technologies are, are become have become so much more mature. 
that right now I think we're we are in a new time of innovation. I think you see that with Inman starting an innovation incubator with the NAR Reach program. So I think there's a real focus on like now's the technologies are so much more mature and the industry's ready for action and there's money flowing into the industry again. I think we're going to see some more big moves. I think we're going to see some more really great new technologies for our customers and for us as agents and brokers. I think I think that that's all in the works right now from you know what I all the motion I'm seeing and all the people I'm talking to and and our experience in the marketplace as well with our program just seeing um how much enthusiasm there's been for the whole paperless program. So it's a great time to be in it and it's a it's a great time to both invest in the business and and make it even better. So that that that's what I see. Really well said and you're the first person that's ever actually stayed within the time at the end of the show. Jack Miller, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Michael. It was a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Bye.